life. You're born into the world, you grow, you mature, you go to college, you start a career and a family. It looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of The Glory in Our Stories. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope person to step to. Yeah, I know that was cheesy, but I wanted to throw that in there. Anyway, on this episode, I'll be speaking with Tasha Barber, a friend I've known for a few years. If we're not laughing about people being people, we're definitely laughing about random Instagram memes. In this episode, I listen as Tasha speaks on parenthood, self-love and appreciation, and life after 2020. Check it out. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. I'm your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. Uh, Today, I have the nice pleasure of speaking with uh, Miss Tasha Barber. Um, She's actually a former coworker of mine I'll just say, if I could sum her up in one word, is silly. Um, if there were things that would happen at work, she would say something random, and it would just throw me completely left. So, <laughs> and uh, working in the environment that we worked in, that actually helps a lot. Like any most working environments, gets pretty stressful, uh, but you have to uh, have to learn to laugh and find those pockets of happiness in between so um, she was one of the people that provided that and I personally appreciate that Um, so yeah I do remember our first encounter and you were asking for a band-aid and I remember you're like you don't want a Hello Kitty (laughs) band-aid I actually prefer band-aids with characters on them I do too so makes it fun yeah, I agree. I think the ones we have in our house right now are, um, they're Transformers. Yeah, because uh, my son's getting uh, busted up left and right, so. Yeah. Transformer, yeah, because he he's not too fond of Barbie, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have you used the word boo-boo before with yeah. the kids? You still use boo-boo? I mean, no, heck no. <laughs> I have a 15-year-old, a 9-year-old, and he's about to be 8 in June. And I'll do it playing around when I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. That's mainly towards a 15-year-old because I'm grown. I'm I'm mature, mom. You don't have to use those words with me. Oh, you want to kiss your boo-boo? <laughs> that child will come crawl on my lap and ask for a kiss on her boo-boo, no matter how gangster she says she is. It's just something about mom, being around mom. Like, even now when I'm around her, I mean, I, I'm still me. Yeah. But you look at her and like, man, when I was... I feel like if I have any issues, even if you're just listening, it always helps. I definitely try to be that because I don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't. I have no kind of relationship with my mother. 
I don't care for her too much. I love her, yeah. you know, from a distance, as I say. I respect her, you know, for what she's done bringing me into this world. But, you know, no relationship. The funny thing is, now I'm learning about boundaries. Yes. And I didn't, I was too scared to exercise them or create them specifically with my family because I'm thinking you're you're supposed to get along yeah. with your family, but it doesn't always work yeah. that way. This is very true, and it's disheartening when it's your own parent. Yeah. Because even with my father, you know, he's, he's, we have a very rough past, but mm -hmm. he has owned up to his transgressions. He's like, hey, this is me, this is what I've done. I apologize, let's move on from here. Yeah. yeah. My mother, on the other hand, you bring up something and I don't know what you're talking about. You know, so I, I have learned to accept them as friends, not so much as a parental figure. Yeah. And when they come at me and I'm like, Haha, what are we talking about? Screw <laughs> let's, let's, uh, I'm an adult, yeah. not a child. You will not speak to me as such. I will not disrespect you as long as I am not disrespected. So. So when people approach you saying, well, you should talk that way about your parents, like, how do you, how do you respond to that? Well, you know me. I give very <laughs> little, you know, care towards uh, uh, what people think or say about me. But I tell them, you know, if you want to live my life so bad, have at it. Yeah. Three kids and all. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. But, I mean, I guess when I kind of explain, like, where I come from with my mother, mm -hmm. that's when people get a better understanding of where I'm coming from. Yeah. And then especially if they ever meet her, they're like, oh, well... Well, I, I see now. It's like, yeah, okay, mind your business. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, so it, it's because it was recent, how was Mother's Day with for you, knowing that you have that type of relationship with your mom? Um, honestly, I'm at a point with my mother where I'm truly unfazed. I'm un unbothered. Um, I've kind of, you know, she's a person. Yeah. You know, we are all human. I accept the fact that she is a human and that she makes mistakes and all that other stuff. But that's where those boundaries come in. I have mm -hmm. set them. Um, you know, I know what I will and won't tolerate in my life at this point, And that's what it is. Um, did I wish her a happy Mother's Day? Yes. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. Even my kids don't care to wish her a Mother's Day because she doesn't even have a relationship with them based off of what she has with me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But... Um, this Mother's Day was actually actually fairly decent on the opposite spectrum. I had uh, my dad's side of the family down, and a lot of us have not been together since I can remember. And as much turmoil as I thought was going to happen, it actually turned out pretty decent. I was really yeah. surprised, pleasantly surprised. Is that when you sent the video of, huh. the, of the dancing? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you, yeah, you saw a TikTok. So, my cousin, Shayla, she's a couple years younger than me. Mm -hmm. um, we've both gone through really traumatic past with our parents. And we're really, like, you know, we're trying to break generational curses and trying to, you know, get a clear, better understanding of self so that we're raising better kids. Well, in my case, anyways. And with her just being a better overall human being. Um, so, you know, we've, we've mended relationships. And she's like, you know what, let's, let's not dwell and sit. And, you know, people won't talk about all that stuff. You know, she was like, let's do something fun. Let's make new memories. Let's, you know, move forward from here. Let's not dwell on what we had and what we did. And, you know, we, we've, we've had our heart-to-hearts. We mm. went through all that boohoo sob story. But, you know, we're past it now. So now we're just having fun with each other. Yeah. You know, she hasn't really met my younger children. So that was fun. And then my grandmother was there. And then, of course, her two sons, which are our toxic fathers. So oh. it was definitely an interesting dynamic. 
to see, you know, the adult children of these toxic men, you know, breaking these curses, breaking, you know, moving forward, moving with just a different vibe in general. So Yeah. It was pretty fun actually. The uh that term breaking generational curses, that's I didn't realize how important that was until I started getting older. Yeah. And like for me I'm the youngest and with my mom said the kids. Yeah. I'm the youngest and the only boy. Oh. So growing up in a house where it was just us, my sisters and mom, with my sisters and my mom, as a man, not having that example, I realized yeah. that when I step out I have to, I will start my own tradition, but I have to break yes. what came before me. But I didn't know that I was carrying that yes. responsibility until I got older. I feel really bad because my son's the same. He's the youngest and the only boy. And he's young now, so he kind of lets a lot roll off of his back. But, you know, as a single mom, it's like you, you, I don't have that example to give him. Yeah. And any of the men in my family are not that. Yeah. And especially his biological father but I don't know you know I hate it's crazy with Mother's Day because when Father's Day comes around people want to tell me Happy Father's Day and I'm like screw I do not have a dangling it does not work like that <laughs> you know I am proud that I taught my son body training standing up but other than that I can't teach him how to be a man yeah. you know I can only teach him how to you know you know morals values how to treat a woman stuff like that but at the end of the day I cannot truly teach him how to be a man yeah so, it sucks stuck i remember uh for a while doing the same thing to my mom like i would text her say mom i just want to wish you happy mother's day and she understood the sentiment but as years passed i was like well you you taught me how to be an adult you taught how to taught me responsibility as far as manhood that's something you couldn't do and that was something that i had to learn on my own so uh but along the way um You've seen Onward, right? The Disney movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, uh... Where they bring the father back to life half from the waist down. Yeah. So, as you saw, like, at the end, he flashed... He had this list of things that he wanted to accomplish. But he realized, I already did these things with my brother. Yeah. So, for a while, I was thinking about... These are the things that I wanted for my dad. But I had already actually gotten these things from my sister's mom and then other men that you yeah. know interceded so as far as in reference to your son has have you noticed influences from other corners yeah my brother um was staying with us for a while um you know unfortunately coming from the dad that you know same dad i had yeah you know i'm not saying my brother's the best example but he shows up yeah you know accountability is something that is huge to me and my brother teaches him that on know certain levels unfortunately through our family we've learned a lot of lessons by watch, watching what we don't want to be what we don't want to do you know but it's like at the end of the day we don't really know how to put it together to be what you know be what we want as opposed to what we don't want mm-hmm. and um you know he's had that from my brother unfortunately i'm not the biggest people person so i think that hinders my children in a lot of aspects because I don't care to be around people like that and I get annoyed really fast and that's my boundaries are like set really 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 far out there so you know by the time someone gets close 
you know, I've already, eh, no, we're good. <laughs> Move on next, you know. Um, I try to allow that, but I also know red flags, you yeah. know. Um, I try, sorry, that's my fault. No, you're good. You know, I try to point out the good things, you know. my Like I said, my brother shows up. He might not be teaching the best lessons all the time, but, you know, he's showing love, he's showing care, he's showing... You know, um, you know how to care for us to yeah. an extent. Teaching him, you know, you're the man of the house. Oh, he takes that role so seriously. <clears throat> Let me walk through a door without my son opening it for me. He will make me walk back in or back out so he can open the door so I can walk back through. Like, you know, he teaches them little things like that. So. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's the only decent example he has in his life right now. Yeah. I didn't think about the fact that you have to facilitate that as a parent yes like obviously you can't just let anybody influence your son yeah and you have to obviously have a a, a sensor that picks up on those things yeah and i never really considered that well yeah and it's, you know? a, it's a scary world you know a lot of things bad things that happen to you are coming from people that are the closest to you you know, I've experienced trauma in my life that comes directly from family members. So, you know, that's also where it's like you want your children to have a healthy relationship with other adults. Because at the end of the day, you can't teach your child every lesson. No. They have to learn and grow through other people, from other people, around other people. Um, but then again, it's like as a parent, you want to shield them from the world. You know, the world doesn't deserve them, so to say. But, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's really tough. I remember when I got pregnant with my oldest. And... I literally considered an abortion mm -hmm. and everyone's like well why I said why would I want to bring a life after everything I've ever been through why would I want to bring life into all this mm. to me that's murder yeah. the abortion is a mercy that's how I viewed it at that time in my life mm. and to an extent I kind of still do but you know teach them yeah one other topic <laughs> and that's crazy because she's what 15 yeah that was 15 years ago. Yeah. Obviously, things have gotten worse. Yes. So when I, I even hear that from other parents, like, man, it's just all this stuff that's going on, man. And, like, now you're taking care of a completely, a full human being. And you know eventually you're not going to be around yeah. them all the all the time. And you can't protect them from everything. So that I hear it all the time, but I know I won't really fully understand it until I you become won't. a parent. It is the best, worst time of your life. I'm so serious. <laughs> that's, the that's, happiest, saddest time ever. Yeah. They will make you laugh the hardest, cry the hardest. It, it's it's a it's literally an emotional an emotional roller coaster every every single day. And then of course I have three different personalities, and we all you know I'm off the rocker half the time. So my kids are the epitome of me. They yeah. are all very unique very individual they are not afraid to be themselves in public which i absolutely love because there's too much fakeness around here yeah. everyone feels that they have to put on a mask on for society and no even my 15 year old who is you know all about tiktok and gotta have her jordans on her edges laid and blah 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 i mean at the end of the day she is the biggest nerd ever i mean you've seen my instagram posts that child yeah. is a hot mess <laughs> and she's not afraid of it. She'll be like, Mom, why'd you post it? And I'm like, obviously you don't care. You're not putting up that big of a fight. So, <laughs> uh, For those of you who are listening, um, keep tuning in. We're just going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
Yo, to you guys listeners, I wanted to take the opportunity to shed light on a local artist by the name of A Major. That's A apostrophe Major. Just released a new single titled Session One from his upcoming project, Electric Session. If you don't know who this is, if you haven't heard his music, you are missing out. Uh, look him up on Instagram under at A underscore major sound that's a the number a the number a scratch that the letter a <laughs> the letter a underscore m a j o r s o u n d now a major is the same producer that worked on the activist artist album fire the fillings if you haven't heard that yet check her out that's the activist artist that's capital t lowercase h e capital a lowercase c t i v i s t uppercase a lowercase r t i s t again her project was titled fire to fillings dope album dope so check these two artists out check out the, the production the lyricism the emotion everything you want to feel you're experiencing it when you listen to their music so had to shout them out so uh yeah keep listening to the latest episode of the glory in our stories Back to the latest episode of Glory in Our Stories with my guest, uh, Miss Tasha Barber. Um, while we're on the subject of children, um, what are some things that you, and you probably already touched base on it, what are some things that you see as far as yourself and your kids, and where do you see the line where you're like, oh, that's them, that's who they're becoming? Or do you see like a nice blend? of who they are and, and aspects of who you are. Um, this question really touches on that nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the majority of my oldest life, she's been raised by me. But there's some things that come out. I'm just like, who in the heck is that? That can't <laughs> be my side of the family. Um, I do see a good... A good um, but you know, I, I see a good mix. I see a good mix of, of you know, my, my biggest thing to instill in them was a good moral compass. Yeah. Knowing right and wrong. Um, what doesn't feel right to you is wrong to you. Um, you know, of course, unless it's just like murder or something, then you know that's just wrong. Um, you know, but I definitely. I mean, they're really pretty well balanced children so far. Yeah. You know, I have gone through a lot myself as a parent to fix myself because something that really hit home I don't know I know there's like a meme that floats around where it's like you want to you know raise decent children so you're not fixing broken adults or it's something like oh, wow. that yeah. you know and, and that and that hit really 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 hit home mm-hmm. you know probably about 13 14 is when my relationship with my mother just said kaput um, some of it had to do with um, you know not being honest and all that other stuff just the two of us lying to each other mm-hmm. um and I realized that once my daughter hit about 14, 15, I looked at her, I was like, dang, like my relationship right now with my daughter is far greater 
than my mother's ever was and yeah. and I I take that on account of not what I've instilled in her but what I have done to fix myself you know mm -hmm. my parents were abusive you know physically emotionally I watched my dad beat my mom down my dad was a crackhead you know alcoholic all that other stuff I had a lot of, a lot of anger issues I was really violent in high school mm -hmm. you know and then as I got older you know I, that's all I saw you know yeah. I, I do I believe in like well, my children heck yeah you can get that butt tagged any day but you know that's not always my first go-to yeah there's far worse things that a child will take as a punishment you know as my father used to say condition that mind and that body we're gonna do push-ups we're gonna do sit-ups you know mm -hmm. um you know and not one you know one size doesn't fit all because i have my middle child you can't you know whip her you have to take something away that's what gets there yeah. so definitely taking the time to understand my children and each of their individual needs and also fixing my trauma so that i'm not projecting it onto them so I, I honestly that's been my biggest challenge ever is just fixing myself fixing what the heck i have going on so i'm not you know putting that on them yeah you know? I, I guess it's uh i guess a lot of parents do the opposite they they don't care about that they just focus on well this is what i want for this moment i don't care how it affects my kids and um, the kids obviously grow to resent that parent. Very much so. So, um, but it's it's interesting hearing people talk about the type of relationships they have with their, they have with their parents because with me, I've always had mom. Yeah. And that's all I know. But as I gotten older, when I was little, I used to think, well, you know, whatever my dad says, I'm supposed to listen to him. He's my dad. Yeah. But then I started like really paying attention, and I'm like, this something's not right. Yeah. Something's not right. So, um, as far as you, did you did you grow up here in Augusta? No, I'm originally from California. Uh, I was born in Karlsruhe, Germany. Both my parents were military. Mm -hmm. um, lived in California since I was two up until 19. And then we moved out here. And I've been, as I say, off and on in Augusta since 2007. Mm -hmm. um, I got here, you know, being a city girl, I could not stand it. <laughs> Um, so I was like, hey, I'm going to go join the army. So my butt went up and joined the army and ended up in Hinesville of all places, which was not any better. Yeah. Um, I got married, started having babies, moved out to Texas, stayed out there. And then I came back here 2016, August of 2016, mm -hmm. decided to leave a lovely toxic relationship and came here. But cost of living, man. Can't, you cannot beat it. Cost of living. <laughs> Cause all I hear about uh, California is very, yeah. very expensive. Yeah. So my great grandmother, when she was alive, um, she loved Crystal Light, and it's like six, seven dollars a box out there. I would buy her like ton of boxes, you know, and send them out to her all the time, just wow. so she could have some. Yeah. Is is bad. It's bad. My friend of mine was like, yeah, I pay like two thousand five hundred for your mortgage or for her rent. And I said, honey, my mortgage is five hundred. <laughs> There's no way I'm gonna be. I'll visit. Yeah. Love you. But if that wasn't a factor, would you move back? Oh, yeah. I'm a beach bum. It really crushed my soul when I figured out how far the beach was from here when I moved. Like, I I literally bawled like a baby. I was like, no, oh my gosh. What am I going to do? But, yeah, I'm a beach bum. Um, the town I'm from, is it's literally on the beach. It mm -hmm. runs the entire coastline. So. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I went to uh, California for the... Well, that was my actually my first uh, plane ride in uh, 2018. It was California. What? 2018? Yeah. <laughs> you need to get out more, man. Because I was, you know, afraid of 
something gonna happen and I'll fall out of the sky or something. But when we landed, her dad happened to, my wife's dad happened to be in Long Beach. So I'm looking like, I'm just, this is not Augusta. I don't see any trees. And it was just so beautiful. And the pace of life is different. Oh yeah. It's a lot different. I think um, one of the things I really, truly missed was the convenience of life. Um, you know, everything, even when I went back to visit for my great grandma's funeral, and I'm just like, bro, it literally took me 15 minutes to get from one end of Ventura to Camarillo. And, you know, here, yes, everything's 20 minutes, but it just, it's a, a country mile, so to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and everything there, I was just like, damn, I'm there, damn, I'm there. I'm like, oh my goodness. And in and out, of course, I miss that. Yeah. You know, yes, I miss authentic Mexican food because it's not around here. The barber I was with just said that. Like, yo, they have the best authentic Mexican food. Yes. And like I, he, oh, trust me, because here I'll ask certain people like, hey, can I get da-da-da? And they're like, oh, that's something my grandma used to make. And I don't know what that is. I'm like, are you even Mexican? Like, <laughs> you are a shame. I had uh, my brother-in-law introduce me to Peruvian. Is it Peruvian? Peruvian food. Ceviche? Oh, Peruvian ceviche is so good. Really good. Yes. I think I was pregnant. I had a tub of it. Somebody made me, and that's all I ate while I was pregnant. It was so good. <laughs> so, well, uh, there was one question I wanted to ask you. Yes. Which I, I think I mentioned before. How was 2020 for you? Um, It was a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, being Well, I still worked. You know, it was pretty decent. We did only have to come in like one day a week, but I discovered I did not like my own company. Mm. Um, I always constantly have a distraction, you know, and it got to a point where I didn't have that. And um, it was definitely a growing period um, for me. You know, I was already trying to move past traumas and all that other stuff, but to actually know exactly who I was is when tw- it happened in 2020. Yeah. Um, it was it was definitely a growing period. I, I don't even know how else to put that. You know, I learned more about my kids. Um, you know, just their conniving little ways, what they're best in, stuff like that. You know, my learning period was, you know, I, like I said, I didn't like my own company. Then I had to figure out why. Yeah. You know, I had to dive in deep and figure out what did I truly like. You know, I always ask people when they tell me stuff, well, do you like that or do you believe that because that's what you truly believe or that because somebody else taught you that or what is it? And I really never sat and asked myself that. Yeah. So I really had to sit and just self-reflect and, you know, you know, I mean, you know, everybody, I think, dived into a little bit of something out there, crafts, you know, a new trade, stuff like that. So, you know, I did t- partake in those things just to see what I liked and what I didn't like. And I, I truly enjoy being myself now. Yeah literally in every sense of the way being everything yeah, yeah so i'm not gonna say it wasn't trying because you know we're in a house with three kids <laughs> i live on almost an acre so it'd be like you go outside in the back you in the front you go to your room leave me out so <laughs> other than that I'm, we, we survived pretty well yeah yeah we got a trampoline so that took a lot oh goodness i take it you are probably on it just as much as they are yes you know, I am a very big kid. Like I tell people, I am childlike, not childish. So <laughs> I will do anything that they do, and they know better than to leave me out of something. Yeah. So, I think we had plenty of uh, Nerf gun wars too. Just 
you know, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you guys need a boxing ring. Well, our boxing ring to get our frustration out was a Nerf gun war. Yeah. When I say my son has an arsenal, he has an arsenal. We put them all, lay them out on the couch and be like, ready, go. You had to grab what you had and next thing you go, do, 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 do. <laughs> so that's how we kind of got our frustration out. But yeah. I did still work. So that kind of kept me, you know, getting me out of the house. But I feel bad for them because it. It landed on my 15-year-old, and at the end of the day, it was like I didn't want her to feel like she was raising her brother and sister. Yeah. But, I mean, that child was well compensated. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and um, at the end of the day, she's not resenting anything or feeling like she raised them. So I think I accomplished something with that. So. Mm. I, was, I think I asked my family. I, I can only imagine how we would have handled this in the 90s. Oh, man. I mean, we were... You know, game consoles were like increasing around that time, and yes. But we were, I mean, we were outside riding bikes, and I mean, do you see that often? Like um, kids outside actually playing? No, no. I saw somebody on a skateboard the other day, and it floored me because in California they were everywhere. Yeah. And here, and I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> you know, what's funny is that so, like I said, I have almost an acre. Like, like I told my kids, I didn't buy all this land for you to just sit in my damn house. You know, so um, a friend of mine came over one day and he was like, what is, what is, what is your son doing? And I'm like, climbing a tree? Like, <laughs> are you serious? Like, you're 38. You used to do that. And he's just like, I'm just not used to it anymore. Yeah. You know, so I, I know in my house we do it. Mm -hmm. But as far as other kids, not so much. And it's a shame. Yeah. I saw a student at the dental college. He rides a, it's a little bit longer than the skateboard. It's a cruiser. Yes. Yes. And he just be flying and just has his shades yes. on. And I'm like, bro, I, that just looks so fun. Yes. Do and it. Alexa, I will break my head. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, you have fun doing it. <laughs> have, do you, have you ever ridden a, a uh, yes. off a board? The, well, no. Heck no. <laughs> heck no. Now, now, I'm too old for that. I will break a hip. Yeah. Mm-mm. They tried to teach me, you know. I'm very limited in my house, though. Um... We had it when I was married. He had an Xbox, but I didn't introduce anything into my house until probably about two years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, I refused because I'll be, you know, be darned if my son's sitting here on the game all day. We got a Switch for Christmas, but you know they're limited. Yeah. A, there's no TV, no game console, nothing during the week. Period. Mm. And then on the weekends, you know, you're limited until you kind of get on my nerves and it's like go outside. You know, <laughs> oh it's hot. And I there's a hose. Like, y'all are going to learn how to be a kid. Yeah. I, re I recall seeing my friends um, who have twins. They they're start they started early. Like, you can't have TV time at this time. And they they stick to it. Yeah. And they want to make sure that this isn't the, the epitome of your youth. Oh, yeah. Or your life in general. Oh, we still do board games. We still do all that. Like, we... Um of course, I don't like playing Uno because you swear everybody else is cheating and, <laughs> and everybody's got a whole different set of rules. But we still play board games. I was, me and Dominic are about to play a board game as soon as I get home. Yeah. Uno is the number one. Um, we have Twister. We have all that stuff. Oh man. Yeah, we, we do the most. I I try to have as many adventures as possible. It really doesn't matter where we're at. Mm -hmm. We do as many adventures as possible. Yeah. I don't care if it's a lightsaber fight in the middle of Walmart or <laughs> you know we just went to St. Augustine recently and went swimming with dolphins I'm wow. constantly trying to keep them engaged I want them to have a better relationship than me and my siblings mm -hmm. I want them to experience I want to normalize certain things you know 
swimming with dolphins is not something you hear. No. And especially as a single mom, I don't know how I pull this stuff off half the time, but guess <laughs> what? We doing it. Mom's determined. We are going swimming with dolphins. That's that's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah we. They'll never say they had a boring childhood. That's for sure. Yeah. Ever. I remember our mom telling us. And she constantly tells us now. She said, when you have kids, make sure y'all travel. Yes. Make sure y'all take them to the park. Make sure yes. you actually do something with your kids. Yes. Because mom did that. Like a lot of our parents did. Broke. Yeah. But we had fun. Yes. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people, once you hit a certain age, it's like they think they have to stop parenting. And it's like, what? What? Like, you know, my 15-year-old, don't get me wrong, she's very self-sufficient. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, she still is in need of guidance. Yeah. You know, even me as a 34-year-old, it's just like, okay, I might not be getting it from my parents, but at some point, I need guidance. I've never dealt with something before, you know? Um, and I think that's something that, that parents need to stay on track with. Yeah. Because even, like, now my daughter will be like, well, why can't you tell me, you know, what my punishment is, or why don't you know what to do about the situation? And I'm like, honey, I've never had a 15-year-old before, Okay. <laughs> I've never been at this stage of my life before. I have no idea. Just give pause, time out. Give me a moment, please. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh man. Uh, please keep that thought. Uh, again, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Yo, T-Guys listeners, I have a question. Do you have a story to tell? If you answer this with a no, I would have to disagree. Inside of you is a purpose filled with great detail of how you made it from where you were to where you are now. You are traveling a path designed and designated specifically for you. If you're open to a conversation about you and your experience, contact me via email at theglorynourstories at gmail.com. Again, all lowercase, theglorynourstories at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And now, back to the episode. All right, and we're back. We're about uh, near the home stretch. We are currently at Barnes & Noble. We are getting kicked out. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and try to wrap this up as, as neatly as possible. But... um. The beautiful thing that I'm learning about people is that you see them in a particular light. Mm -hmm. But when you see them outside of that element, you see them for who they really are. And you can you can tell that people are either putting on a front or not. Very true. And I highly appreciate the way that you carry yourself overall. And Thank it's you. just... <laughs> no pictures, because it's it's pretty cool to to see a parent that is still growing and is aware of that, aware of their shortcomings, aware of their strengths and their weaknesses, but they're they will not deny the impact that they have, not just on other people but their children, because you are the source. As a parent, you are the source, and that was a responsibility that my mom reminded me that she had specifically because I was the only boy yeah. 
and she was like, yo, I had to really think about and pray about what I said to you because I yeah. knew one day you're going to have questions. Yeah. And those questions came right before high school. Because as a kid, I'm just a kid, but I yeah. started noticing. I'm like, I'm curious. Yeah. And it, I know it with my situation, it's definitely difficult because my two youngest are so close in age. And I have to teach two different lessons. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the same time, you know, teaching both of them two different lessons at the same time. Wow. You know, and I really had to, like, sit down and, and explain to each of my children. It's not that I favor you or that, you know, that I like this one more than the other. But, you know, a, a boy is, you know, di- I don't care what society says. A male energy is different than female energy. Yeah. And they both need to be handled differently. You know, I, you know, you, I know this is kind of off, but, you know, a female has period, a boy does not, yeah. you know, but you still have to teach the boy to respect a female when she's going through that. Mm-hmm. It's not something to be made fun of, you know, and then, you know, we teach girls that, oh, your stuff is sacred. Well, why aren't we teaching that to our sons as well? I'm, I'm hearing that a lot. And I never, I was like, wow, I never thought about that. Yeah. Well, and you have to, honestly, especially with a society with so many people that, are you know have baby daddies so to say it's just like okay like i had to explain to my 15 year old i'm like okay how many kids can he create in a year Mm. i'm like you really go do your research how many kids can you create in a year why why i'm not sitting there saying that yours is more special than his or vice versa but i would i need him to take more diligence in maintaining you know his manhood than you you know because at the end of the day you know unless it's just straight out crime you know as a female you allow somebody between you know that your legs or whatever but mm-hmm. with him you know they let him and he's you know just free willy <laughs> you know you gotta learn how to rein it in teach him that this is not okay yeah you know so it's definitely tough you know to teach especially when they're the same age mm-hmm. and i'm like no 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 this lesson's not for you it's for you <laughs> like but mom what about no so uh what do you find yourself uh is there something that you're trying to teach yourself in particular or something that, or um, what is it? Are you trying to unlearn any particular behaviors? Yes. Not everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I am a true, that is my opinion. That mm. is, but you know, even for those that want to question it and oh, well, God's will, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I don't see how God can give us free will but then control everything so that's not how it works yeah. you know what I'm saying not everything you know everything does happen for a reason if you know unfortunately if a two year old goes out here and gets hit by a car well yes it happened for a reason why because the parents were being irresponsible and weren't watching their child not just oh because God said they needed to go home no that's that's not always the case yeah. so you know especially with some traumatic things that I have gone through in my life I've had a lot of people tell me to my face Oh, well, you know, it happened for a reason. You're a stronger person today. How am I a stronger person today? Because I have PTSD? Because I can't walk in a room? Because I don't trust the male species? You know, so I truly am learning that not everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And um, one thing that I've, which is ironic because as a... uh, one thing that I've learned specifically about God was that not only can he make stuff happen, he can allow stuff to happen, which means that 
<laughs> I believe that God is a fan of common sense. Honestly, believe that. That's that's just me. Like yeah. that's like if somebody gives you something, like I'm going to give you this. Like, I'm going to give you a car, and I expect you to take care of it. Now, whether you take care of it or not, that's your responsibility. But I am giving you. I am entrusting a car to you. You should know better not to ride on the left side of the street in the United States. Yeah. You should know better to yield, depending on where you are. Yeah. To yield. It's called <laughs> you, California stop. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You 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 should know better. And one of the issues that I I've learned that I have with adults is like when you are an adult, speaking of people and being upset with people being people, when you're an adult and you choose to uh, act like a child to think like one knowing that you could have done the opposite yeah that that irks me because a child can't control that because yeah. it's a child you know too many people don't take accountability for themselves everything's everybody else's fault nowadays yeah the a word which is accountability, accountability. exactly and I believe as a male a lot of us don't take that or not we don't hold ourselves accountable for the actions that we commit that play a role in people's development yeah so when you said of <laughs> not trusting the male species 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 was it species it's i want species spe well you get the gist <laughs> like i i as a male i get that because i i was like wow we have more of an impact on the women we are involved with than we think yeah yeah and a lot of people, they, you know, that's why they call it daddy issues, you know, because they didn't get what they, well, what they think they were supposed to get. <laughs> you mean attacked by a fly? Yeah. But, you know, what they think they were supposed to get at, you know, whatever age. So then they have that quote-unquote daddy issue. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Mine was hardly ever there. I told him straight to his face, I'd rather you not have been there than you'd be iffy. Yeah. So. But, uh. Um, yeah, I, that's something I'm unlearning is, you know. Not everything happens. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Yeah. You know, I'm not, well, I'm not going to say that there is a reason behind things. Let's put it this way. There is a reason why things happen. It does not always mean that it is a higher powers, you know, responsibility or cause or anything like that. Sometimes things really just happen because they happen because of human choices. Yeah. You know, not because, oh, you know, so that girl over there, you know gets attacked he gets god's will like no that's not how it works it happened for a reason yeah it happened because man's broke and needs money yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, so a lot of people because they can't explain something or because you know they don't want to take accountability or whatever they always put it towards the higher power they put it towards god oh well you know and i'm like no that's sometimes things just are what they are mm -hmm. it is what it is you take it for what it is and you you know you can either build or break yeah so uh, I'm gonna ask you this, this question and one more. Well, actually, this probably be the last question. Okay, okay. Um, from from as far as far back as you can remember up mm -hmm. until now, at this point in your life, what would you say, um, if you could, like, what's the glory in your story? Mm, see, there's a question. Dang test. <laughs> I'm not prepared. That's legit. Just that no matter what, I have always been my authentic self. P 
period. Yeah. I, you would never know half the stuff I go through. When I met you, I was going through a divorce, and he was married to another woman while married to me. You would have wow. never known that. Uh-uh. I am always 100% my authentic self. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to regret missing anything. So, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but real talk. That's, I've, I remain myself, period. And I think that's the that's, that was the beautiful thing that uh, I enjoyed, was that you always stayed the same. And um, that's one thing I enjoy about my aunt. Well, Auntie Van on my mom's side, like, as far as I can remember, she's always been honest, always been straightforward, tell it like it is, she don't care how you feel. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, a lot of us need that. Yeah. And, and it's amazing being at the dental college because you get a lot of silver spoon fed type aristocratic, you know, and it's like, you know, it's obviously obvious you have nobody like me in your life. You know, because <laughs> I, when I tell you something, oh my gosh, it's like, okay. Well, you might as well get over it because I'm not stopping. <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously, uh, for those of you who are listening, we are definitely getting kicked You're out. kicking us out. Yeah. So, uh, but Tasha, I really appreciate your time. Yes. And, um, Thank you for having me. I knew you were going to be honest. So Always. I was expecting that. But most importantly, I knew you were going to be your authentic self. Oh, thank you. So I appreciate that. Uh, for those of you those of you who are listening this is uh, the latest episode of the glory not stories with your host calvin pennywell jr and miss tasha barba yo t guys listeners thank you for listening tune in next time for the latest episode of the glory not stories